Hello, Chakra Queens. This episode of Chakra Girl Radio is brought to you by the brand new Rituals by Chakra Girl app, which is available on the App Store or Google Play or even on your desktop. Yes, I finally launched an app and it is a video library of all of my favorite rituals, the rituals and meditations that I do every single day for the modern spiritual woman who also enjoys the finer things in life. And you are getting a seven day free trial and I'm making it easy for you. I'm removing the guesswork from your daily spiritual work. So you can either do our daily suggested ritual that ranges from three to 30 minutes, most of them around the 12 minute mark, or you can search and choose your own ritual. You can search by time if you are in a rush and want to do something shorter, or you can also do your daily ritual based on how you feel that day. You can search by what you want to manifest, what chakra you want to work on, or if you're feeling spicy and want to access your multidimensional goddess powers, you can do one of our advanced rituals and really up your spiritual game. We believe that you're your own healer, and we're just here helping you access the tools and the knowledge and the confidence that are already within you that are going to transform your life. And we are doing everything in this app from morning gratitude to energy clearing, to time traveling, to finding your purpose, manifesting abundance, and just getting more clarity overall to deepen that intuition with so much in between. So many women are already DMing me daily, telling me that these rituals are changing their lives. So get your seven day free trial today. Go to shockergirlco.com. And I'm also giving you 15% off when you subscribe to the annual membership with the coupon code podcast. So once you've subscribed at shockergirlco.com, you can either ritual with us from the web, or you can then download the app from the app store or Google Play, enter in your username and password, and you are ready to ritual. And we're so excited to see you on the app. So go to shockergirlco.com and start your seven-day free trial and save 15% off the annual membership with coupon code podcast. Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. We've created a community of spiritual women who know that you can still enjoy the finer things while you're on your soul's journey to live your dharma and your most chakra-aligned life. Let's dive into this episode. Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. Today we have a wellness episode with the lovely Jess Sukan. She is a holistic health coach and we're diving into hormone health from your diet and your energy. She's giving us her sexy six formula for hormone balancing. And we're going to talk about how to stop the binging and those like all or nothing patterns when it comes to not just diet, but also wellness and our energy expansion. And we're going to talk about practicing mindfulness eating and exercising. I'm also going to share some tips with you guys before we dive into the interview about dealing with this eclipse energy because honey, it's got me feeling away. Um, and I've certainly been working on all of this health and wellness stuff and trying to get more consistent. So this episode was super helpful for me. So if you are new to Chakra Girl Radio, welcome. Today is definitely more of a wellness episode. Most of our episodes are more spiritual, but the correlation between the two is so strong and you have to have that body wellness in order to have the soul wellness. If you are a regular listener, hey, what up? We love you. We appreciate you. Yes. So let's talk about this eclipse. It kicked my ass. 
and it was on Saturday, but on Friday, I was literally couch ridden the whole day. Um, Thursday, I filmed new rituals for the app. I filmed like 17 videos, which was wild. And then Friday, I was out like a light. And good thing we're talking about the all or nothing pattern on this podcast today because I need to take a taste of my own medicine. So how are you feeling after the eclipse? Are you feeling tired? Are you feeling anxious? Are you feeling like all the shadows are coming up from your past to bite you in the ass? It's a good thing because that is how we heal them. So I'm going to give you guys a few tips on integrating any Ascension symptoms that are coming up. So tip number one, drink lots of water and do any lymphatic massage that you can, whether that is a face massage or even just like rubbing your stomach. I also just love to put my legs up on the wall and that is really good for draining your lymph system. So that's a really, really powerful thing because when we can drain that excess water, It's literally clearing old energy away from us. Second tip is journal, journal, journal. Be so mindful of the thoughts and patterns coming up for you because when we can get ahead of it and we can be like super mindful and aware and conscious of any of these energy patterns that are leaving us and, you know, coming up to be healed, then we can get ahead of them and really, really do that healing work. And if you really want to dive into that healing work, my next tip is inner child work. So when we heal the past, it affects our future. So really just bringing yourself back to the first time that this dark shadow entered your life and typically any energy patterns and negative patterns that we're holding onto in our adulthood actually were birthed and created in our childhood. So if we can bring ourselves back to a visualization of the moment that we started this negative pattern or this negative pattern came into our life and we do any healing we need to do, we can literally just talk to our child self, like visualize that you're hugging your child self and giving her the words of love and affirmation that she needs. That can literally change what's happening here in your physical reality. So my next tip is on working on strengthening your self-determination without going into self-pressure. So giving yourself the love and compassion and discipline to move forward in your life without the pressure and the self-judgment and all of this can be a juggling act sometimes, but we're going to talk about this more in this episode of really balancing that self-compassion with that self-determination. So be consistent with your rituals, be proactive rather than reactive. It's so much harder. And you've probably realized this in your life too. It's so much harder to get yourself out of a deep rut than it is to consistently stay out of a rut. So, so often we forget that and we'll be like, Oh, I'm feeling good. I don't have to be so consistent with my rituals. And then we'll kind of drop the ball and then we'll get into that dark circle. So if you need help getting consistent with your rituals, make sure to check out the rituals by Shocker Girl app. And if you're already on the app and you're dealing with these ascension symptoms of the eclipse, there's a few rituals I want to suggest for you guys. So we have a light code integration meditation. So this will help you with ascension symptoms and we're literally accessing new levels of multidimensionality and encoding them into your DNA. So that is under the advanced ritual section. And then we also have a new ritual that dropped today, which is a journaling practice to get out of your comfort zone and into your soul mission. So if you go under the manifestation category and go to clarity on your life purpose, that will be there. And really eclipses are about like the death of the old and rebirth of the new. So really getting clear on what you're releasing and what you want to manifest like that is going to be super powerful for you. Oh, and actually, if you're listening to this episode because you want to get your physical wellness in check and maybe that's a shadow that's coming up for you during the eclipse, 
Maybe you've been feeling heavy, weighed down, unmotivated. We have a light body DNA activation on the app too, that it's going to make you look and feel 10 pounds lighter because when you release energetic weight, you release physical weight. And that doesn't necessarily mean just like pounds on the scale. It also just means that heavy feeling like there's like weight on your shoulders and it's like hard to get up and do things. So super, super powerful. If you don't have the app yet and you're like, damn, I need those rituals, you can get a free seven day trial. So go to shockergirlco.com. And if you want the annual membership, you can use the coupon code podcast and save 15%. So go to shockergirlco.com and you can browse the app for free. You can check it all out. And I want to know if you guys are liking the app. I'm just so happy when I see you guys sharing your rituals and tagging us. So tag us at Shocker Girl Co. on Instagram. So yay. We have so many tools now to deal with these ascension symptoms, to deal with this eclipse, to get us back into alignment. And this episode and this interview with Jess is going to be super helpful. She's so lovely. So high vibe. You're going to love her. So let's dive into the interview. Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. I'm your host and spiritual BFF, Amberly Lyons, and we are on a mission to make the world more consciously chic and quantumly connected, one activated chakra at a time. We have a very fun, lovely guest today. Her name is Jess Sukan. She is a holistic health coach, coaching her clients towards finding a life of bliss, free from fad diets, over-exercising, and debilitating PMS and burnout. Because in order to change our habits, we must address the holistic picture and compassionately investigate how all areas of our lives are interconnected. And you know, we love the holistic here, you guys. I'm so excited about this episode. I have so many questions. So welcome to the show, Jess. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yay. I'm excited too. So before we dive in, we have a few rapid fire questions. What is a daily ritual that you almost never skip? Ooh, um, I would say movement and it kind of goes together with my whole morning ritual, which I feel like those are all non-negotiables that I don't skip, but the movement piece is really something I actually posted about it today on Instagram about how I used to move my body just strictly from a place of punishment, like mm. because I ate too much or I drank too much or cause I wasn't thin enough or fit enough. Or so I thought, you know, and as a result, I just hated exercising. Like it was something that I just had to do, not something that I wanted to do. And so now I see movement as a privilege. I see it as a reward. I see it as something that helps to calm my mind. It lets me get that vitamin D and that fresh air to balance my stress and just make me feel more connected to the earth and it really is just that way that I wake up in the morning and I bring my little latte with me. I bring my dog. So I get to connect with her and I'll listen to podcasts like yours, or I'll mm-hmm. listen to like a guided reflection. So it's more than just the walk itself. Um, it's so much more than that, but mm-hmm. the walk is a non-negotiable. And then any other movement that I do, whether that's strength training or a hike or whatever, that's usually dependent upon how I feel that day where I'm where I am in my cycle, but without fail every day, I'll get in at least a walk, even if it's a tiny one, but that's truly, yeah, that would be my, 
answer. <laughs> the number one thing. And yeah. I love it. And it just, it gives you time to bond with your dog too. I know. I love it so much. I know. It's so, it's so nice now, like where I'm living, we can, uh, we bring our dog down to the lake and he goes swimming every morning. So his oh, wow. he's plunging, he's very health friendly. Really? He's got his new wellness routines and doing a morning cold plunge. And one day I'll join him when it's not too cold. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. I'm always, I always hear people talking about that and I know the benefits, but I am truly just one of those people that I run really cold. So the thought of that to me is like nightmarish, but I would love to say that I would do it sometime. So (laughs) I try to put the cold water on in the shower, like after I'm done, but then some days I'm like, fuck this. I really don't feel like it. Yeah, totally. I just don't really like doing things that don't feel feel like I have to, you know, like if I feel like I should, but I'm like, why am I doing this? And do I dread it? Like, I want to look forward to my showers and exactly. But I do. So I feel like the cold feel like sometimes I'm like, I want that little jolt, you know, I kind of like, but if I don't, I'm not going to do it because someone told me to, that I should, you know? Yeah, exactly. What is your favorite crystal of the moment? Oh, so I'm not like one of those women who knows like everything about crystals. I wish that I I did because they're so beautiful. I feel like, you know, a lot. And so (laughs) you could probably list off the ones that I have by my bed, but I always go to, and I know it's probably like the basic bitch crystal, but I love rose quartz because yeah, I, I actually call it the, the basic bitch crystal. You do? Yes. Oh my God. But, but it is, but like, I, I was just the girl I just interviewed. Like we were just talking about like every single person that I have on the podcast, I would say for like the last year, like probably 95% of people are saying that they're drawn to rose quartz. And for me, I was always like, oh, boring but now I'm obsessed with it too and I have it everywhere like I have big ones I have small (laughs) ones because I think just the way the world is going like we're craving it because we need it and we're Mm -hmm. the more we have rose quartz around us the more love we're feeling and then the more we're expressing to the world and you're making the world a better place by having the basic bitch crystal that's how I I agree and it looks pretty and I mean who doesn't love pink and it just like to me it symbolizes just like self-love and self-preservation, but also like friendship and love for others. And yeah, I mean, with crystals, I feel like everybody's uh, connection with them is so different. Some people don't have any connection, but I remember once um, I was trying to figure out like what to bring to a girl's brunch. It was like a small group of girls. I wanted to contribute something. And so I went by this little crystal shop and I thought about like the five girls that I was going to see. And then I looked at all the crystals and I read about each one and I chose a crystal for each of them that kind of represented something that I appreciated in them or saw in them or that I felt like they needed and then like gave it to them and like explained why it like made me think of them. And so it was really cool to do that and like learn about them. Um, so thoughtful. It was really fun. And they were like, like three of five were crying. And I was like, Oh no, I didn't mean to. I just, truly wanted to do something special and different. And it was really cool for me to kind of learn in that way. Although I forgot, but it was, but there's, they're really beautiful and meaningful. I feel like that's the one way where it's nice to make people cry. Yes. It was happy tears. (laughs) Not sad tears. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I know you don't know your moon and your rising. Actually, you know what? You can still find out your moon sign. It's just your rising sign with your birth time. So you, I do know that that I'm a Scorpio. Okay. So interesting. 
Interesting. But I'm on the cusp. So, oh, okay. Of what, of what, um, you'll have to tell me. So I'm October 25th. So what's the one before Scorpio Libra or no. no so that would be, yeah. So Libra. Okay. okay. So as you present, I was like, you present as an air sign, but so yeah, it could be, yeah, it could be either. I just feel like Scorpio people usually have a more like heavy, dark energy. Fiery. I know I have actually wanted to look more into this because a lot of what I hear about Scorpios, I don't connect with. Yeah. And a lot of people say that. So yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, I've got to dig deeper because I'm not just like your classic Scorpio. No, you're not. You've got that. I mean, I'm an air sign, so I'm leaning towards your Libraism. Okay, so you're gonna look it up though. So yeah, and then we'll and then we'll know your moon and we'll sort it out. Okay. So okay, I want to know about you are like, you know, hormone wellness expert. I want to know about your like hormone and wellness journey and when you decided to, you know, change your life and then make it your life's work to help people do the same. Yes. So this one is always hard for me to kind of summarize, but I will do my best because, you know, it's like our whole life story basically. <laughs> but, um, you know, I was raised by a health educator mother and a hormone expert who has been in the field for about 30 years now. And growing up, it was like the last thing that either myself or my sister cared about. You know, we didn't care about hormones when we're in middle school, even in high school, it was like, okay, mom, I don't want to talk about my hormones anymore. You know, I don't want to talk about the birth control pill. I don't want to talk about any of this. You know, it's so boring, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, fast forward 10 years and I'm experiencing my own hormonal imbalances. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, wait, mom, what were you saying? <laughs> and yeah. I need help and I'm ready to listen. But basically what happened was, um, I, you know, because my mom's a health educator, we really did grow up eating fortunately very healthy foods. We would juice fresh juice on the weekends. We would make like buckwheat pancakes as a family. We were drinking non-dairy milk before it was cool, uh, eating a lot of organic produce. And so, but as I got older, I rebelled. And especially in high school, I started learning that I could go off campus and eat with my friends. And so I was getting like chalupa, chalupas from Taco Bell and like frappuccinos from Starbucks and pretty much what felt like overnight, it wasn't overnight, but in a very short period of time, I put on about 40 pounds. Wow. And I had been really lean because I had been on swim team and was work, working out all the time, eating really healthy. And then when I stopped the swim team and I just went off campus and was eating meals without my parents knowing I put on all this weight and was then very desperate to lose it. And so that kind of started me on about 12 years of yo-yo dieting. I started out with diet pills. That was very short-lived. And oh, then yeah. I, I went through that phase too. Oh, like, the, but I was yeah. also using them as like party. Like I would yeah. take them before I went out and I was like, Oh, it's so fun. <laughs> oh, I can, I could totally see myself doing that too. Oh. I just more so was like, Oh, you know what? Um, actually they were giving them away for free at this trade show, which they shouldn't have been doing. Oh because, my gosh. Yeah. And you were like probably what a teenager or oh, like 16, you oh know, 17. My oh, and, my God. oh, it was, I, rem I, rem I still remember like the diet pill sweats and shakes. Like oh. I would have like the hugest pit stains and I'd yep. be like shaking, but I like loved it. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. I got They're addictive. Um, mm-hmm. And I got every symptom on the back of the pill box one day with my friend who took them with me. Like we literally thought we were dying. We were like, like you're saying, we were like sweating up a storm. And then all of a sudden we were like freezing and like huddled up next to her heater together, like shivering and chattering. And then, then all of a sudden, like our blood sugar levels drops. We're like, let's go to seven 11 and get a Slurpee. So then we're drinking these like sugar bomb Slurpees to like get our blood sugar levels back. And then we're like, just, I mean, horrible headaches. I mean, jittering, shaking and And that was kind of short-lived because we couldn't stand the way we felt. But then I found out about like Atkins and about the South beach diet and about all these other quick fixes. And so I started doing that really behind my parents' back because I was going to say, was your mom like cringing or like, what was she like, how did you sneak all that past them? Like with the food and everything Mm -hmm. very privately. Mm -hmm. So I would like if I was binge eating, I would eat a meal with at school, like a dinner after school. And then I'd go home and tell my parents I hadn't eaten Mm. or I would, or if I was restricting, I'd tell my parents that I had eaten already when I hadn't. So a lot of just like secrecy, a lot of privacy and just like, oh yeah, I'm doing it in a healthy way. And most of the dieting, I started the yo-yo dieting the last year of high school. So most of it, my parents were completely unaware of because I was in college. Mm. And so I was, then college came and I was restricting all week long and then binging every weekend. I was like binge drinking, binge eating like fourth meals and then like Sunday brunch. And then again, and then I'd start again on Monday with my strict diet. And like, sometimes I would work out two hours a day and then I would, you know, allow myself like these specific nights where I would just go balls, the walls with everything. And I ended up losing and gaining upwards of 45 pounds multiple times. And it was never sustainable weight loss. I was always putting it back on because you can't maintain a lifestyle that restricts like entire macronutrients and all of the things that you love and, you know, be over exercising and expect for it to last. And Mm -hmm. not only that, but because of it, I eventually, when I got into my upper twenties and I moved to LA, I, eventually, um, I got this slew of different jobs that were really, really stressful. Um, very just go, go, go. One of them was in like marketing and PR social media stuff. So it really never slept. It was really a lot of pressure and, um, it was in West Hollywood and there's, if anyone's been to West Hollywood, you know, that, you know, this is where like there's a lot of celebrities, reality uh, models. stars, like yeah. models. So then there was that extra pressure of like, oh, okay, now I feel like I need to be skinny again and I need to be tan. I need to be fashionable. And my coworkers were all super fashionable and Instagrammy. And so I started restricting again. And then the stress on top of that, not having, not taking breaks, getting to work an hour early, leaving an hour late, getting up sometimes at 5 a.m., um, working through the weekends, freaking out if I didn't have Wi-Fi, if I went to the beach, sometimes taking my laptop to the beach, always stressed, always in my fight or flight. I started developing like severe migraine headaches and was also, again, just 
severely restricting my food and just saving up for bottomless mimosas on the weekends. And then I was over exercising. I would do like hit training classes five times a week. And essentially all of that combined, I lost my period and I didn't have a period for about four years. Wow. And so did you tell your mom that? I hit a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. I I did tell her, you know, my period's been a little bit irregular and, you know, she really didn't want me to be on hormonal birth control, but all of those years I ignored her advice and I was like, I don't want to get pregnant. I, you know, I don't even want to deal with it. So I kind of just, again, went behind her back, like found an OBGYN and actually many years I was just going to Planned Parenthood and getting whatever they would give me for free. And I think that also led to some hormonal imbalances, not just the fact that I was on hormonal birth control, but the fact that I was switching different types of birth control all the time, because every time I would go in, I felt like they put me on something else. Mm-hmm. And then I finally got a gynecologist who was like, oh, it's completely normal not to have a period. Like sometimes that just happens. It's fine. Like your body will regulate, just stay on the pill or like switch to this pill. So then I'm like switching again to a different pill and all of this, you know, I knew my mom wouldn't approve of it. And so I really just wasn't reaching out to her for advice or support because you know how it is like sometimes the thing that you need the most. And at that point was my mom, you resist the most. Yeah. And I didn't want to change my lifestyle. didn't want to change my ways. And so I just got so out of balance in the sense that not only did I not have a period, but I was dealing with debilitating migraine headaches that went on for months and months and months with horrible, like vomiting and nausea and like laying in a dark room and, you know, just not able. And then like the weight thing, just not being able to maintain my weight, yo-yoing all the time and then super high stress. And for as much as I was working out, just seeing literally no results. Mm. So all of that was truly what led to the most severe hormone imbalances. And it was at that point that I was finally like, you know what? I need to go back to the drawing board. I need to channel my mom. I need to call her up and I need to ask for her support and her guidance. And I really need to get my hormones tested and I need to, you know, probably transition off hormonal birth control, um, stop dieting and just like really focus on myself. So that's kind of what I Amazing. So what is the best way to test for hormones? So with your hormone balance, which is our family business, my business is body blessed by Jess, but I work in partnership with my family business. My mom's our hormone health expert. My sister is our co-founder and we offer saliva testing. And that's what we believe is the most accurate. Mm -hmm. And saliva testing is awesome because you can do it from the comfort of your couch So you don't have to go in and get your blood drawn and with standard blood tests, it basically measures total hormone levels, not just the active hormones, which make it, which makes saliva testing more accurate because it picks up hidden hormonal imbalances that you don't get through standard blood testing. Mm -hmm. So a lot of our clients will come to us super frustrated, whether they have they're struggling with fertility issues, they have missing periods, they're not able to lose weight, they have you know, hormonal acne, migraines, all of these things. And they're like, you know, I've done the blood testing and everything comes back normal. Yeah. 
And that is because it is those blood tests are measuring your total hormone levels, not the active hormone levels. Mm. So it's really important that we get those active levels. And when our body releases hormones from the bloodstream, they become unbound goes, they go into the tissue. And then that's where we can capture the hormone level in the salivary gland where it does its job at the cellular level. And that helps us connect what your levels are and how you're feeling. So most of the time, the symptoms that you're experiencing match up perfectly with what your levels are saying. So that's where we, why we call it picking up hidden hormonal imbalances. And so many women that we work with are like, oh my gosh, I feel so validated. I finally see that there are imbalances going on in my body and it makes so much sense to what I'm experiencing. And that's exactly what happened to me when I had my hormone levels tested and I can kind of tell you what I saw, but yeah. Okay. Interesting. And I assume that like with whatever the imbalance is, whether it's like too much estrogen, not enough estrogen, like I assume that the protocol is different for each type of imbalance or is it kind of like, okay, if you want to balance, these are the, you know, this is the balanced way of eating. This is the balanced way of exercising, or are there different kind of like nutrition protocols based on what the issue is? Yeah. I mean, so depending upon, we have different packages, but depending upon which package you purchase, we have one that comes with a rebalancing guide. So an interpretation of your results will be made. And then there's a guide that gives you recommendations based on your unique results. Right. So if you're estrogen dominant, for example, versus estrogen deficient, you're going to have different suggestions and that will include different food ideas, um, different supplement supplements that are going to be supportive, um, potentially different advice when it comes to movement. Um, if you are dealing with you know, adrenal imbalances, your cortisol levels are out of whack, for example, then those are going to be different suggestions than if those were in balance. And so it really, yeah, it depends, you know, if you are someone who hasn't had a period for six months to a year, we're looking at, you know, why that might be based on your hormone results. And you're going to get specific suggestions based on your hormone results, but also based on the fact that you haven't had a period and certain nutrients that you might be missing out on, um, certain things that you may be doing that you aren't realizing are causing your body stress that could be stopping ovulation, like over exercising and under eating. And we're really going to focus on that. So it does get specific based on the person, but then we always recommend booking a session with me, which comes with one of our packages because that, because my role is really taking this information and helping you turn it into action in a really sustainable, tangible way. Mm -hmm. My whole thing is like, there's so much overwhelm out there for people and like, do this, don't do that. You know, eat me, be vegan, eat high carb, low fat, eat low fat, high carb, you know, don't do this, do this. And people are just really inundated. And so many of the clients that come to me are just like, I don't even know what to do anymore. Like one day I think it's this, the next day it's this. And so it's really nice for people to see like, okay, this is exactly what's going on within my unique body. And here are supplements, foods, lifestyle support. That's really going to help me and my body, not like the guy next to me, you know, or the influencer that I'm following. And then from there, 
based on all of those suggestions, I can help them break it down even further and be like, okay, let's just start with breakfast. Like Mm -hmm. how can we support you and build a hormone balancing meal? You know, that's going to turn off hunger hormones. It's going to give you energy. That's going to make you feel really good. Um, let's start there and like talk through what you're currently doing. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to movement, like, what do you enjoy? What do you not enjoy? Let's start with, you know, walk me through a day in the life. I really like people to give me a day in the life. So I get a snapshot of like, okay, how are they eating? What are they doing for exercise? What does self-care mean to them? What supplements are they taking? And from there, we can just make little tweaks and changes so that they don't feel overwhelmed and that they feel like they have a place that they can get started. That's going to make a real difference without restriction, because that's really my whole, you know, purpose and passion in life is helping women to feel empowered, but then also to help them get super tuned in with their own bodies to listen to the messages that their body is sending them to stop following what everyone else is doing and to take steps from a place of abundance versus restriction, because there's so much out there telling us what we shouldn't be doing. I really like to help women see what, what they can be doing and like how abundant their lives can be and how much better they can be feeling eating and moving in a way that they actually really look forward to. Okay. I love that. I know you have something called the sexy six formula. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So the sexy six formula is a formula that I created after a few years of being a health coach and realizing that there were a lot of great formulas out there for suggestions for how to make a meal, but so many of them restricted whole macronutrients or we're like super specific about exactly how much to eat. Like you got to weigh and measure everything or look at calories. And so I wanted to create something that would turn off hunger hormones, help to balance blood sugar levels because blood sugar, balanced blood sugar is one of the number one steps to balanced hormones and something that would help increase brain function and satiety and reduce cravings. So the sexy six formula is six components that I recommend that women especially include at every meal. So the first one is powerful protein, Mm -hmm. and that is about 15 to 20 grams minimum of protein. And a lot of females need more than that, but I want, you know, I want women to have it be approachable because a lot of women think that they're having a lot of protein at breakfast, for example, but they're not like one egg is only six grams of protein. So being mindful of, okay, getting in at least 15 to 20 grams of protein. And then the second is anti-inflammatory. I may not be saying them in exact order, but they can go in any order. Really. The second is anti-inflammatory fats. Cholesterol is the backbone of all hormone production and cholesterol is fat. So we need to be eating fat in order to produce hormones. Well, and And isn't it wild that like cholesterol has been like painted as like the evil, you know, evil of foods. Oh, I used to be terrified of avocados and I would look at girls eating avocado toast. And I was like avocado and bread, like those are both the devil. How are they eating them? Exactly. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I was so jealous, but now I realize, no, we actually really need fat. Fat is fuel. Fat, Fat doesn't make us fat. It makes us, it helps us to burn fat. And it helps to, I always like to paint the picture for people that our brain is made up of mostly fat. So if you're not eating enough fat, you're going to feel brain fog. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like as simple as that. And then and- we had, we had someone on the podcast and he was saying, you know, along the same belief system, he was like, why would we have six organs that help us digest fat if we're not meant to eat fat? Exactly. Exactly. It makes no sense. But in the nineties, you know, low fat was everything, you know, people that was a huge craze. And when you take out fat, you have to replace it with something. Otherwise food tastes like cardboard. So the food industry replaced all of these higher fat foods with sugar. Mm -hmm. And then we just became completely addicted to sugar as a nation. And now everything has sugar in it. So if you walk in the grocery store, 80% of everything on the shelves has added sugar. So you really have to become your own advocate. And when you add in more fat, like obviously there's different kinds of fat and not all fat is created equal, just as not all carbs are created equal, but you know, things like avocados, coconut oil and butter, nuts and seeds, grass-fed butter. If you, if you can handle that, if you like that olives, there's so many options. And I always say like, choose what you love. You shouldn't ever be having to eat something that you don't enjoy. So having two to four servings of those anti-inflammatory fats. And then the third category is whole food fiber and fiber is really important because not only does it help us have regular bowel movements, which I used to you can ask anyone. I used to be the most squeamish person when it came to talking about poop. I was like, gross, don't even say the word. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but now I talk about it all the time because it is the way that we excrete toxins. And if we're not pooping regularly, then we are actually reabsorbing excess hormones like estrogen back into the body. And when estrogen starts recirculating in the body, it causes havoc. It leads to more estrogen dominance and all of these associated symptoms like difficulty losing weight and, um, you know, hormone imbalances that can really mess up your lifestyle. And so we want to be getting out that excess estrogen that those excess toxins via Uh, you know, xenoestrogens, which are like the plastics that we use in life or the chemicals in our makeup and household products, um, hormonal birth control, alcohol, processed foods, things like that. So really, really important that we're supporting the liver and that we are pooping and fiber helps us to do both of those things. And I like to say that it acts like a broom. It helps to sweep excess estrogen out of the body. So mm-hmm. if you think about it that way, it's like a nice little broom that's sweeping out the excess that we don't need. And everybody knows how awful it feels to be constipated. So it really helps you to, you know, avoid feeling bloated and constipated as well. And it keeps you fuller for so much longer. Mm-hmm. So if you're ever feeling really hungry, it's like add more fiber to your meal. So if you can get, you know, at least one serving per meal, two would be great. I think because fiber hasn't been made as sexy as it is, people are a little bit confused about where to find it. So it's found in things like lentils, beans, um, also raspberries and blackberries are really high in fiber. There's about eight grams per cup. Um, avocado has about eight grams for half of an avocado also really high in artichokes, vegetables. That's good to know. I know. I I feel like I, so I don't really eat 
we'll talk about this a little bit. I don't really eat like legumes or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I'll like with every meal, I'll have like a quarter cup of like raspberries after because I think that's the fiber and, um, yeah. And just all those kind of vitamins that I, yeah. Yeah. And I found that it made such a difference once I started doing that. In like your regular- yeah, just like not being bloated and like feeling satiated and yeah, I don't know. I feel like the bloat went down. Mm-hmm. Um, just like at like and whenever I'm like feeling a little bit hungry, I'll just grab like a handful of raspberries and like it doesn't seem like much, but it really fills me up. Yeah, it makes a big difference, and that's really d- the difference between high fiber and low fiber foods, and also. Mm-hmm you know, like back in my diet days, I'd grab like the hundred calorie packs of like processed snack foods. And (laughs) oh my gosh, they just have like all the bars and like, oh, exactly. Yeah. And it just, you feel so much more satisfied from real food like that and fiber, like chia seeds, for example, flax seeds, those are other great sources of fiber. And what's crazy is that only 5% of the population gets in the recommended daily value, which is 24 grams for women of fiber. Yes. Interesting. Okay. I want to start tracking that. So track it because even for myself, if I don't pay attention, I will not get the amount that I need because it is a little bit more challenging. And the other part of it is that some people, when they start to increase their fiber, they get more constipated, but that's because you need to add it it slowly. You can't go from zero to 60 and then also be drinking enough water. So that's really important. And then playing around with different fiber sources. Not everyone does well with beans. You know, I don't love beans myself, but so we talked about, okay, so there's fiber, there's anti-inflammatory fats, protein. Yeah. Is that the only ones we've talked about so far? Yeah. So we got protein, fat, fiber, and then the fourth one is uh, nutrient rich carbohydrates. And Mm -hmm. this one, I was really excited to add because that was the macro that I was the most afraid of when I was yo-yo dieting and that I restricted and just would never allow. And what I realize now is that, you know, carbs are fuel, they are energy, and there's so many different forms of carbohydrates. There are processed carbohydrates. There are whole food carbohydrates. There's complex carbs. There's simple carbs, uh, vegetables, you know, are carbs, but a lower carb source. So I don't count that as a carb in this formula, but things like sweet potatoes, quinoa, which are, which is also high in fiber and protein Mm -hmm. and, you know, beans, legumes, butternut squash, spaghetti squash. Um, and then higher sugar fruits, like a banana would be considered a carbohydrate. And so what about like regular, like white potatoes? Totally fine. You can add that into the sexy six formula, but I typically recommend focusing on, you know, more of the nutrient rich carbohydrates that have more, that have more vitamins and minerals and fiber. And so I like to go more for like sweet potatoes or purple potatoes, But if you're using this formula, when you're eating out at a restaurant, it's really liberating because you can choose that carb. You're like, oh, I'm going to have the white potatoes or like the home cooked fries, but then I'm going to make sure that I also get in the protein, the fat, the fiber, so that the carbohydrate isn't the star of the show. It's the complement. 
And this formula really helps with that. And for example, a sweet potato is awesome because it's also really rich in B6 and B6 is important for progesterone production. Mm -hmm. And progesterone is the hormone that we only produce upon ovulation. And for many women that are estrogen dominant, they're not, their progesterone levels are not high enough. They're not producing enough progesterone. That's one of the reasons why I didn't have a period for four years. I wasn't producing enough progesterone. I was very estrogen dominant. And that was in large part due to the over due to the um, under eating and not getting enough nutrients and all of the stress in my life. Mm -hmm. And so adding B6 rich carbohydrates, like sweet potatoes, organic glyphosate free oats, chickpeas, bananas, those are all rich in B6 that can help to naturally increase progesterone production. And then also being high in fiber, you know, they're, they're really supportive and they help keep you fuller for longer. And if you're including carbohydrates within each meal, it could be in small amounts. You're not going to feel restricted. And when you don't feel restricted, you're not going to be binging. Yeah. I like that too. Like if I'm like, like, for example, for lunch, I'll be like, I would just want like a piece of fish and a few olives. And then I'll have half a banana to like get some carbs in and and some raspberries or something. Like I like the little, you know, like the little, um, I don't know, like the little treat after is nice. Exactly. I'm the same way. And I feel like it's so crazy because I wouldn't even like touch a sweet potato or like a piece of bread or anything like that. Yeah. And now that I've allowed that back in, I don't crave those things because I know that I can have them whenever I want. Exactly. And I more so crave like more protein and fats because that makes me feel really, really good. But I also love to add in some carbohydrates, but it isn't like the center show anymore. You know, it'll be like, sweet potatoes cut up into like a bowl with other things, or it'll be like a piece of toast with avocado. But then I'm also adding like a fried egg and maybe some grass fed butter. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's other things on there. I'm building that meal around the sexy six formula. Whereas before it's like, well, if you just have a naked carb, like if you just have a piece of bread with, let's say like a bagel and cream cheese is a perfect example. Or like some pasta, like you're like, yes, three, five seconds later, you have like just pasta with butter or something. Yeah. You're going to be hungry. Five seconds later, your blood sugar levels are going to be roller coastering all over the place. And yeah, you might be storing more fat and And then you'll binge later because you're hungry again. Exactly. So if with this formula, if you're to make a pasta dish, it would be like, okay, maybe you have like a cup of pasta, but then you also have, um, a bunch of vegetables that are sauteed in there. And you have like maybe a pesto, which is like your fat, right. And maybe some sun-dried tomatoes and some olives for some more fat. And then you've got like a chicken breast on top, um, or whatever you like. And that is going to keep you so much fuller for longer you're going to not feel deprived. Your blood sugar levels are going to be stabilized. Your brain is going to be firing on all cylinders. You're going to be happier because you're actually enjoying your meal and not thinking about food 24 seven, you know, like I used to. So super important. And then, okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no, 
It's not that hippy-dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz, and every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant, and I get so many compliments on it. It's called the Sunray Necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows, and we have an entire fifth dimension 5D consciousness collection if you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of The Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself. Get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes, a discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. So really quick, the last two. um, So that was four. So five is fruit and veggie rainbow. And this one is focusing on low glycemic. So low sugar fruits and vegetables, because as I mentioned, the carbohydrate category is where you would add a higher sugar fruit, like a banana or a pineapple, you know, something like that. Not a whole pineapple, probably not a whole pineapple, but like, (laughs) you know, a half a cup or so. And then, um, so the low sugar fruits and vegetables, so that's going to be everything from cucumbers, onions, um, you know, peppers, it's going to be strawberries, berries, uh, of all kinds, kiwis, a little bit lower sugar fruit, green apple. And, I say eat the rainbow because if you think about it this way, if you're just to eat broccoli all day, every day, you're like, Oh, I I love broccoli. I can eat broccoli every day. That's great. But you're only getting the vitamins and minerals from broccoli every single day. And you're missing out on the array of micronutrients that you would get if you ate the rainbow. So when you go to the grocery store, I say, just like, look at all the colors and just have fun picking out different colors. Instead of always getting the red bell pepper, try the yellow, you know, try the red strawberries, try the, the green cucumber, the red radish, the red beets, the more color that you have, the more vitamins that you're going to be getting in essentially without having to take so many supplements. Mm. So that's where I say, eat the rainbow when you can. I mean, truly nowadays, it is really important to go organic. If you can't do all organic, I would say use the clean 15 and dirty dozen list. You can find it online. The environmental working group puts out a new one each year. And it's the clean 15 is like the produce that is sprayed the least with pesticides and the dirty dozen is sprayed the most. So the dirty dozen, you want to make sure you're always buying organic. And the clean 15 is usually things with a shell, like an avocado, you know, like a peel. So it's not as exposed, but there's so many great resources out there, like imperfect foods where you can order, um, your produce and a lot of grocery items on there for way cheaper than at the grocery store and, you know, and save money in that way. So 
that's the fifth one. And then the sixth one is my other favorite and that's bliss boost. And that's just going to enhance the pro profile, the nutrient profile and the flavor profile. Oh, so it's things like fresh herbs and seasonings, superfoods. So like cacao powder, maca powder, sauerkraut, anything that just is a boost to your meal. Mm. And it's crazy because in every country, almost except for us, they use so many herbs and seasonings in their dishes. Like think about Indian culture. It's like Mm -hmm. all these different amazing spices. And we were just talking about Europe because we're both going, but like in Europe, you'll go to Italy and it's like the same kind of six ingredients and so many of the dishes because they just shop seasonally and everything is so fresh and relies on that fresh, those fresh herbs, like the basil, the oregano, and it just tastes so delicious. And so, yeah. And I just feel like a lot of people think that eating healthy has to be boring, but a lot of that comes from just not a, not eating enough, not eating foods that you love, um, not having the right combination and not seasoning and flavoring things uh, well enough. So true. And it's not like satisfying. Exactly. And then that's where a lot of cravings come from. Cause you're like, Oh, I just ate this meal. And now I want, you know, a candy bar or I want, you know, a treat, or I want to go to Starbucks. And it's because you weren't satisfied from your meal. So of course you're going to be wanting something that allows you to release that dopamine. And so I truly believe that using a formula like this really helps to liberate your plate because it's not cutting out anything. Yeah. It's providing an abundance. And it also, you can actually download this formula, um, via the link in my Instagram bio for free, and it gives portion size support. So it'll give you an example of like, okay, what is a serving of fat? And you'll see that I say like two to four servings of healthy fats, because everybody's a little bit different. I say like one to two servings of fiber. So if you, let's say you build a meal that has like two servings of fat, one serving of protein, like maybe 15 grams of protein, one fiber, a couple of vegetables, you know, half a cup of carb and some seasoning, and you are hungry two hours later, then that's a sign that maybe you need to go back and add, like add the three servings instead of just the two of the fat and maybe two servings of fiber, and then see how you feel. And you'll really start to become that own little, like compassionate detective into your body and figure out what feels the best for you energetically, what helps soothe your cravings, what keeps you fuller, what boosts your energy. Because at the end of the day, we really have to get more tuned in with ourselves versus again, like what everybody else is telling us works for us. Yes. So true. So we actually had someone on the podcast. So my husband is like pretty much carnivore. Like he eats pretty much just meat. (laughs) And that has like, that is what makes him feel really good. Like his back pain went away. He's, you know, like putting on more muscle tone. He's like feeling amazing. His digestion is better. Um, of course he eats, he still eats like some, he eats like, um, like potatoes. He eats, uh, yeah, he does eat like some fruit and like some vegetables, but, um, so I had someone on the podcast that was like carnivore lifestyle. I say that I have like a meat forward diet, yeah. <laughs> um, where I'm kind of like hybrid. Cause I feel like before, like I was 
I feel like they try to tell you that like meat is bad for you. Fat is bad. Cholesterol is bad. And so I like shied away from those things. But once I started adding more back in, I never felt, felt better. Um, and I know that like some people are like sometimes just way too extreme with it, but I'd love like your honest thoughts on the whole, like veganism, vegetarianism, plant-based, like to me, it feels like a lot of propaganda. Um, and like there's, for example, like Bill Gates is making all of this fake processed meat and wants us to buy it. Like how convenient. And he's buying up all the farmland and like, they're like burning down these like food processing plants. Like there's this like dark side of the food industry. That's like trying to convince us that we have to go plant-based and that like meat is bad. So like, what are your views on that? Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I always, try to be respectful of every person as the individual that they are. So for some people, the plant-based diet lifestyle, whatever you want to call it works amazing for them. And when it comes just to, I'll address what you said about like the fake meats and stuff, but when it comes to just the lifestyle of plant-based eating for me personally, it doesn't work. Yeah. I tried it for six months because I was interested. It was when I was becoming a health coach and I wanted to try it so that if I had vegan clients, I could better support them. It was amazing because it actually taught me that I was not eating enough plants. Mm -hmm. And so I learned to cook with a lot more vegetables and just, you know, was more mindful of that. And I feel like that was really good for me. Um, and just getting more creative in the kitchen, but I was hungry all the time. I, that was also during the stage when I didn't have a period. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I was just having a lot of those like binge restrict moments, even while, you know, studying to become a health coach. And I hadn't had that before I had tried veganism. You know, I was in a really good place, but I was having more moments of just feeling like famished and hangry. Mm-hmm. And I had heard about like how much it increases your energy levels. And I actually felt more tired. And I started craving, like I would be dreaming about fish and sushi and was like, I've never been like a big meat eater, to be honest. I'm not like a steak girl or anything like that. So more for me, it was fish, but I was like, I need like some protein. I need like animal protein. And so as soon as I added back in salmon and, and some of that and like eggs, I felt so much better. And so for me, it didn't work, but for some people, it works really well. I will say that the fake meats, the, unfortunately the food industry has caught on like wildfire to, you know, plant-based living and they're now really running with it. So it's like, I took a picture the other day of cold stone creamery, which is this ice cream place here. That's a chain that has like every topping you can imagine, like brownies, candy, like chocolate sauce, like their whole thing is like top it with as many things as you can. Mm -hmm. And, um, they were advertising like this healthy vegan, like they were saying plant-based ice cream (laughs) and it said plant-based. I'm like, that's not plant-based, you know? And it was just like a full on like vegan ice cream with all of these like sugar bomb toppings. And, that really frustrates me. And then I went to a conference that was like a food expo, natural food expo. And there were all of these companies that were like, try this healthy, like vegan meat. And I'm looking at the ingredients and it's wheat and it's soy, and it's all of these processed ingredients and preservatives. 
And then, you know, in order to make that stuff, it's actually not environmentally friendly. Exactly. So that's a huge problem right now is like all of the faux meats um, and sort of what that industry is doing to the environment. So if it is, if it, if veganism is coming from a place of wanting to protect the planet and the animals, then that industry is not supporting that. Like the faux meat industry is not supporting that. And, um, and so I really think it depends on the individual's why for wanting to be plant-based and then really like, I just spoke with a client yesterday who went vegan for, um, health purposes. And she was like, I just don't know if it's the best for me. And so I was asking her if she would be open to just adding in a little bit of maybe collagen, some bone broth, or just something to see how she feels, um, and just experiment with it. And she was, because she's like, I've just been doing it because I heard an expert say that I should. And I actually like, don't even know if it's really working for me. So she's going to experiment and see how she feels. I do think that when it comes to protein, it is very frustrating for vegans to constantly be asked, where do you get your protein? Yeah. Because like no one else cares, you know, it's like where we get our protein, but everyone cares where a vegan gets their protein from. And so I understand that being really frustrating. I think it is protein is super important because it provides you with all the amino acids that are used to produce specific hormones. And so, you know, they're building blocks for a reason, and it can be a little bit more challenging to get in complete proteins um, as a vegan eater. And that is, like I said, important for hormone balance. It's important for ovulation, for healthy cycles. And so I think it just has to be very intentional Mm -hmm. and you can definitely get in enough protein, but it does tend to default on high carbohydrate proteins. So like beans and lentils and, you know, quinoa, all of those are higher carbohydrates, which can in excess also create problems. So you know, it's about figuring out how do you have a balance of complete proteins as a plant-based eater throughout the day without defaulting on the processed variations and, you know, still getting enough in that you feel satiated, that you feel happy. So yeah, I guess that's kind of, does that help answer your question? Totally. Yeah. No, hundred percent. And I just think that, I just think that like, I'm, I'm not here to like shun a vegan, but I'm just like, I think that there's lots of like misconceptions and people go vegan for from like the goodness of their hearts, either wanting to protect animals or protect the environment or for their own health benefits. Cause they heard that it was good, but like, I've, you know, there's certain amino acids that can only be found in meat from Mm -hmm. what I understand. So it's like, if you're vegan, like you need to be taking supplements, like tons of supplements. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I think yeah. Vegans are going to need to take, you know, certain supplements like B12, for example, but a lot of us need to take more high quality supplements because our soil is so depleted. Mm. So, you know, it really is dependent upon the person, which is why hormone testing is so helpful because if you are vegan and you test your hormones and you're having severe imbalances, it may be worth exploring, adding in some animal proteins yeah. Um, to see if, you know, that helps to see how you feel energetically. And it can just start with like, you know, like I said, like a collagen, you know, a lot of vegans, like that's an easy way to start out. Cause it doesn't taste like anything like the mm-hmm. collagen peptides. 
and just seeing like how, how you do with that and just being a little bit more open, because I feel like the thing with any kind of diet, whether it's vegan, keto, carnivore, whatever you label yourself as something, and then you feel guilty. You feel like a bad person if you veer off of that. And then there's this, these communities that make you feel terrible. If you do, they're like, Oh, you had an egg. Like that's not vegan or like, Oh, you eat honey. Like you allow honey. It's like, okay, well, yeah, sometimes I do. Or, Oh, you you're carnivore and and you had a plant-based day. Like what's that about? You know? So I think it's just like, we have to stop with the labeling because that just instills guilt and fear and shame. And that is so detrimental to your health, to your cortisol, your stress hormone levels. And when we're dealing with chronic stress, because we're so stressed out about how we're eating, if we're messing up or if we're not doing well enough, that can turn off ovulation that can lead to irregular or missing periods that can impact our fertility that can cause us to hold on to weight, no matter how well we eat, no matter how well we exercise. And so this health anxiety that I really think is turning into a problem of people having so much anxiety around needing to be perfect is actually causing more problems than just loosening the reins a little bit, you know? Like, and I've done that before too, where it's like, I'm like stressed out that I like, you know, ate too much in one meal. And then it's like the stress is more likely to like put on weight for me (laughs) than the meal itself. And it's like so silly. Like, I don't know. We just need to be more forgiving. And it's like, if you're being mindful and you're eating in your list, you're eating what feels good for you. And even if you're eating something that, you know, isn't good for you. Like, isn't like necessarily the best for you, but you're doing it consciously. And you're like, I know that eating ice cream is going to give me like a little bit of gas and diarrhea later, (laughs) but I choose to do it anyways, because I want to not because I feel pressured or not because I'm like, Oh my God, I'm not allowed to have this, but I'm going to do it today. And like, I'll never be able to have it again, but then I'll work out harder tomorrow. Like, you know, if you're doing it from a place like, eh, fuck it, you know, like once in a while, like that's fine. Like it's the stress that you put on yourself after that makes that like, that brings up the issues. Oh yeah. I, I wrote a whole like blog post. This was like years ago now, but about how I like went to Mexico and ate tacos and drank margaritas every day and came back and like had not only lost weight, but just like felt so much better yeah. and like less stressed. And I wasn't, I was honestly just eating intuitively for the first time in years. And I was just like, I want those lobster tacos. Cause yes. I just went for a swim and I'm starving and they look amazing. And like, I'm going to have another margarita cause I'm in Mexico and I'm laying out and I'm listening to music and I'm loving life. And I'm not, I wasn't overthinking anything. No. And I was walking every day and exploring on foot and just like soaking in the sun. And I was happy and I came home and it was like, not because I, I'm not just saying it was cause I had lost weight, but because of like, I was glowing and I was happy. So many people were like, oh my gosh, you were like, just like glowing, you know, like what what have you been doing? And I'm like, I went to Mexico and like, let go of stress. You know, I wasn't overthinking every lick, bite and taste that I put in my mouth. It's so exhausting. And I feel like when, like this recent time that I went to, I've actually like went to Mexico four times in six months. Oh, wow. (laughs) The most recent time I, 
I had, before I left, I had just started adding more meat and protein and carbs to my diet. Cause before I was very like fish and vegetables. Um, and then I, so I was like feeling really good before I left. And then while I was there, I was just having fun and not thinking about, you know, what I was eating. And then when I got home, because I wasn't like, okay, I need to get back to this like crazy, like restriction. I was like, okay, I'm going to get home and I'm going to like have some steak. And then I'm going, it's like, I never felt like hungry. Whereas before I would go away and I would feel like shit and I'd be like, okay, now I need to, you know, eat really healthy when I get home. But then I'd be like, okay, well I'll start that tomorrow. I'm going to order sushi tonight. And then I'd be like, oh, well mm, I'm hungry for like this. So maybe I'll start the healthy eating tomorrow. And I would always like put it off, put it off, put it off where it's like, if you just eat like delicious food all the time that makes you full and isn't restricting at all, then you don't have to feel like you're giving anything up and you don't have to feel guilty if you eat a specific thing. Like it's just a different mindset. Exactly. Exactly. And you're so right. And that's really why I try to communicate with women because I just feel like we are so hard on ourselves and we tend to be caregivers. We're taking care of everyone else, put ourselves last. And that coupled with, you know, overthinking everything and feeling like we have to work out five times a week to see results. And we have to like weigh and measure our foods and meal prep and not eat that and eat this. And it's just so much. And then we're also living in this like masculine energy where girl boss energy. Like, no, that's so wrong. Hustle harder, (laughs) like all this stuff. And then we're listening to men who are like, Oh, no offense to your guest. I don't know what he said, but like, who are like, Oh, well, carnivore eating works for everyone. Like do it. And it's like, well, you're a man and you have male hormones that do the exact same thing every 24 hours. We are women and our hormones fluctuate, especially during the reproductive years every pretty much day and every phase of our cycle. And we need different things. Like we have different nutrient requirements. Our metabolism changes throughout the month. Um, our hormones need to eat, you know, our hormones are asking for different nutrients. And on top of it, we, we just need to be understanding that the diets and the fitness plans that are out there that are touted as, the best for weight loss and energy and all that stuff. Most of them, all of the studies are done on male bodies because male bodies are easy to measure because their hormones are the same all the time. Whereas we're inconvenient. And so we don't get put into these studies. And as a result, it's like all these women doing keto, all these women doing carnivore, all these women doing like hardcore vegan or whatever it is, whatever it is, that's so extreme that has been shown to work a lot of times it doesn't work for us because of our hormones. And maybe like your husband can thrive off of just eating meat all day long and like feels amazing, but potentially like a woman like you or someone else could do the exact same diet and exercise plan as him and have, you know, a detrimental impact. Um, Like, and I thought that's what I said to my husband, like right at the beginning and the guy on the podcast is actually like, pretty reasonable attitude. He's like, this is what I do. I know that it's not for everyone, but like, this is what works best for me. And this is why I do it. But you need to like, see what works for you. And for me, I was like, I know that 
I need to have some kind of like potatoes. I need to have fruit. I need to have, and I do, I I need to like have some dairy, but I do limit it, but I just, there's, I just love dairy and it doesn't actually, that's another thing I didn't want to talk about, but yeah. So to your point is yes, I think that it's what works for what works for you. And like, for me, I'm like, yeah, I think like the carnivore thing works for some people. And I've been talking, I, like I say, I call my diet meat forward. I'm like, I live a meat forward lifestyle where I allow (laughs) myself to eat meat. Um, and like, I, but I, there's nothing that I like won't eat, but I'm also not going to be like, Oh, I'm going to like eat a salad. Like, I'm not just going to fucking eat a salad because I don't want to eat a salad. Exactly. (laughs) Like you don't ever have to eat a salad a day in your life. If you don't like salad, you know, like there are so many amazing foods out there and there's something for everyone. And I'm so grateful that I'm at the place in my life where I just don't put something in my mouth that I don't like, you know, like I'm not going to eat a food just because it's healthy for me. I don't care. Like there's certain healthy foods that I'm like, great. That can, that can, you know, support my liver. Like that can help me, you know, have better vision that can help me, you know, have better fertility okay, that's awesome. But I know that there's also other foods that can do that too. And I don't like that particular food. So I'm not going to do it because that's going to lead me to want to binge later. I'm going to have so many cravings. I'm going to just like not be able to be consistent with it. And consistency is the key to results. So it has to be that, you know, I really feel like we should be eating things that we enjoy at every meal. And that's the key to long-term wellness is eating things that we love, eating them from a place of joy, slowing down when we eat them. And then also having grace with ourselves. When we do want to have pizza from our favorite Italian restaurant, when we do want to have a cocktail with our husband out in the sun, like when we do want to go wine tasting, it's like, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It doesn't have to be like, Oh, I'm going wine tasting. So then I'm just going to order every, you know, decadent food that I ever wanted out that I never allow myself. I'm going to get zero sleep and I'm going to like, you know, party all night. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't have to be so extreme. It's like, you can have that wine, but then also like use the sexy six formula to like, you know, help you build a really good meal. That's going to be supportive. You can still get embedded a good time. You can still take your supplements. Like you can get up and go for a walk. Like there's I just think that this black and white approach for any lifestyle doesn't work. And that's why I don't really subscribe to any one way of eating. And like, I never demonize like any one group because I just don't think that that's fair because we are all so different. Very. So I know we're like way over time, but I have one quick question. And then I want to ask how we can work with you and all those things. So gluten and dairy are very shunned and demonized. I'm not allergic to gluten. I've taken all the tests, but I, I have noticed that when I, I I was told by a holistic uh, doctor to to cut it out. So I did. And like, but again, it's like, if I want to fucking eat pasta, I eat pasta, but I do know that when I eat it, I get bloated and I don't feel very good. So it's fine. It doesn't mean I'm not going to eat it, but I know I'm not like necessarily, I'm not like celiac, but dairy. I'm also like taking all the tests and I'm totally fine, but I could eat it all day, every day. But I also feel like dairy is very shunned and demonized and they're like, no, you shouldn't have any dairy, but I feel really good on dairy. I enjoy it. It makes me happy. So like, what's your take on gluten and dairy? And like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the question. Just tell me I can eat it when I want to. Yeah. You can eat it when you want. <laughs> okay. uh, bottom line. Yes. So I, again, I think 
things come in fads and phases. And I feel like gluten and dairy are definitely up there in the like, don't ever have this category. I will say, um, they can be two of the top triggers for people that have skin issues. Right. So a lot of, so we're good. Yeah. So a lot of times (laughs) when people are dealing with like cystic acne or hormonal acne, like that is kind of a good place to start and just see. Um, I am a fan of, I like to say, like, I don't like to say necessarily elimination diets, but like elimination therapies. Mm -hmm. So like, it's not a way of living, but you're just like reducing some potential triggers and, and then adding them back in and seeing if you notice anything. And that's what I would recommend. So if you are considering, you know, cutting back on gluten or dairy, I think one, it's knowing your why, like, why is it that you feel that you need to cut back on gluten and dairy? And then having that powerful why, like for me, when I did an elimination with them, it was because of my migraines. So I wanted to see if, you know, that could be playing a role for other people, you know, some people that have like thyroid conditions, like Hashimoto's, then, you know, gluten can be a big trigger for them. So it can depend on specific hormonal imbalances. And so that's where, you know, elimination and reintroduction can be helpful with dairy so much of it is, is non-organic and that's where you're getting those, you know, xenoestrogens, those hormone disruptors. And so it really is important when you can to go for organic dairy, because that way, you know, that they're not being, you know, you're not getting any hormones or any chemicals that you wouldn't want in your body that could wreak havoc. And dairy in and of itself can be a little bit more inflammatory and harder to digest. So I would say if you're having dairy for the most part, like 80, 20, try to go organic. Mm -hmm. Um, and then if you are having issues with it, like for me, I actually don't do very well with dairy and I've tested it. I get a lot of stomach aches, but I do fine with like goats dairy. So like feta cheese is goats, you know, or like a goat's milk kefir, which is high in probiotics that uh, goats can be easier for goat milk and goat dairy can be easier for people to digest. Mm. So that's something to kind of play around with. And then of course it really depends on the quality, like, okay, maybe you're eating a gluten filled bread, but is that bread also sprayed with pesticides is, does that bread also have like a bunch of chemical additives and sugar? So I think it's just like this blanket statement of don't eat gluten, don't eat dairy, but it's looking at the ingredients as a whole too. So I think the more that you can go for food in its whole form, looking at the labels, like, okay, this dairy, it's organic feta. It's got one ingredient. I see where, which farm it came from. Awesome. Um, this feta is like, got, you know, it's conventionally raised. It's really cheap. Like I see that there's some additives in there or like this bread has like 50 ingredients, whereas this other bread has three ingredients. Right. So like, for example, I do really well with sourdough because it's fermented and, um, that is easier a lot of times for people to digest. Yeah. That's Um, like the only bread that I can have. Otherwise I get a headache. Yeah, exactly. So I tend to go more for sourdough, but yeah. And then like the last thing I'll say on that is that I think because these things are so demonized, so many people are doing gluten-free and dairy-free, but as a result, they're choosing bread that because it's gluten-free has like the 50 ingredients in it because they're trying to make it taste good. So it has all of these additives, all of these fillers, where if you were just to go for like the whole grain, real bread, 
that would have, you know, just the basic ingredients that you need to make bread. And if you don't have an issue with gluten, then you may react so much better to that bread. And same with the dairy. Like if you're just getting a dairy that's organic feta versus like the non-dairy alternative that has 20 ingredients in it, most of which are fillers, like that can also cause like way more gastric issues. So I think it's just really individual again, but it requires like experimenting in your own body, taking notes and seeing what feels best in your body. Amen to that. Well, wow. This has been, I'm like, there's so many things I wanted to talk about that we didn't even get to. That's okay. So no, but it's like, so I was so good. So maybe we'll just need to have you on again. Yeah. I'd love it. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is amazing. Thank you so, so, so much. So tell everyone how can they work with you? I know you have your body bliss blends as well. Yes. Um, so if people want to, if they're interested in getting their hormones tested, they can go to your hormone and we have three different packages. And one of them does come with a session with me. So that's really awesome. And they can use the code chakra 50 for $50 off chakra. Do you say chakra or chakra? I mean, I say chakra, but I think I chakra. say chakra. I'm I'm saying my own name wrong, but I just like the way it sounds better. No, I think I said it weird that time, but normally I say chakra. So chakra 50 (laughs) for $50 off any of our hormone testing packages. And then if they want to work with me, they can do so through that, that main package that includes a session with me or just via my website. I do one-off sessions as well. So that's bodyblissbyjess.com. And then our Instagram is your hormone balance and body bliss by Jess. And on both of those accounts, we post like really fun educational reels and we're really focused around education in a way that's not restrictive in a way that's really abundant and fun and gets you feeling excited about making changes. And then, yeah, my latte blends, Those I created just out of a need. I had to reduce coffee because of my migraines and I realized, uh, and my hormone imbalances, you know, my cortisol levels were out of balance from all the stress and caffeine can really mess with cortisol levels, with anxiety, with, um, healthy periods, with, um, inflammation. And so a lot of the women we work with are trying to dial back on the coffee, but I found that there's like all of these suggested swaps or it's like, Oh, don't have coffee. Just drink green tea. But like, that's not the same thing for people at all. (laughs) So I wanted to create a line of these superfood latte blends where they could just add the blend, like take a tablespoon or two tablespoons, add it to steamed milk or cold milk. And voila, you have a latte that has superfoods in it. So I have like a cacao one called the rose and shine, and it's got cacao, beet, rose, monk fruit, pink salt, and cinnamon. And I have a matcha beet one. I just put out a golden turmeric chai, which is decaf. I have a caffeinated masala chai with coconut and I'm forgetting the other one coming out with a new one. I have a peppermint cocoa as well. So all of them are sugar-free. They've got those superfood ingredients to support hormones and healthy periods. And you can use chakra 10 for 10% off any of those. And those are just on my website, or you can find it in the link in my Instagram bio. Oh, yay. And we'll link you guys to everything. And what's your Instagram? Um, body bliss by Jess. 
Beautiful. Okay. We're going to link you guys to everything. Thank you guys so much for listening. Jess, thank you for all of the knowledge you've shared with us. It's been so beautiful. So thanks everyone for listening. Check out all things Jess and we'll catch you next week. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Shocker Girl Co. And if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review and write us a little comment. We'd love to hear from you.